Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just had a quick announcement. We will be at Gen Con this year live Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, we're going to be recording a live episode and then doing a little Q&A afterwards. We have links in the notes and up on our Twitter. Go check it out if you want to come see us live and we'll be around all weekend. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Nick's Fears video that I had talked about where I was like, hey, she has some really good framework for discussing these things. Yeah. So I have that written down also in a note because I am a good noodle. Yeah, I cut some of that stuff out too. Um, turns out researching this episode was kind of a bummer. Shit, really? Yeah. Was it damaging to your brain? It Which was... is already kind of damaged? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it just... The things we do for this show already, and it's only going to get more spicy as time goes on. It's true. I have so many bad ideas for episodes. <laughs> and you thought this was a good idea for episodes, so I'm kind of terrified. Uh, you put it on the poll. You put it on the Patreon poll. This and is partially. I know. It. Hi, and welcome to Blank Potties. Fuck. <laughs> a Vampire the Masquerade V5 tabletop and horror podcast i'm your host hunter and as always i'm joined by john and this is sarah with yeah. a armless palmer we are not sponsored so but i hope you're enjoying it i have ham you're back down to hams oh god i thought we were out of our hams era like as a friendship group i thought we were done if you can't tell if i'm drinking beer or meat it's a good place to be um <laughs> I'm so upset. I don't like this. Speaking but, of upset, what are we talking about today? Uh, well, we're actually going to be talking about a lot of meat, probably. Yeah. I, oh, God. This is a part two of our snuff episode. Uh, we're talking more urban legends. Um, talking about some performance art. I'm sorry. Uh, internet happenings. Uh, and then in lore stuff and inspirations for your games. Well, and on a high note. Yeah. yeah just if you want to, if you really want to make your edgy pizza cutter players and friends question how edgy and pizza cuttery they are. Here you go. We invent immediately to the nuclear grade weapons storyteller plot hooks. Well, I honestly <laughs> maybe save this for discussion at the end wrap up, but I do find this specifically such an interesting type of horror because technically it is like a weird urban legend with like a weird Manson related history. Like we talked about that's mm -hmm. never actually existed, which borderline makes it like a sci-fi. <laughs> yeah genre. it's like it's like contemporary sci-fi uh, but not uh, it, it fits into so many genres for horror and it's upsetting yeah but uh so before we get into there's a bit of a content warning uh this episode will be slightly rawer than the last where a lot of what we discussed on the last episode was absolutely fake or mismarketed this one is a bit more real i do not go into graphic details at all whatsoever i decided to spare you from that if you want to see the graphic details you are a google away though i do not really recommend that but you know feel free to take pauses tap out skip ahead whatever you need if this gets uncomfy for you we get it horror can be a touchy genre um we do get into issues of murder assault necrophilia and performance art so 
I like that you put necrophilia before performance art on this content warning. There are some very extreme forms of performance art, and maybe at some point we can talk about that in the context of things whenever we get to the Toreador episode, probably. Yeah, this is a good setup for Toreador. (laughs) Um, This could have been our Toreador promo episode, but I'm sure we can talk about something else. Oh, I have have thoughts. We're art school people, unfortunately. Um, So some of my sources today, mostly, again, the MoMA website a lot of it i got some lists off letterboxd and a lot of it was just my own research and the websites of the artists listed here this was not a super academic episode just because of the topic it's kind of hard to find academic research on some of these topics because most of them just say the fbi said it don't exist and then just kind of end there unfortunately so it's so hard to believe that There has never been a snuff film. I feel like it's because they just keep pushing the definition Mm. to be slightly more specific. And we'll get into that more towards the end of this episode, especially the right before we get into the fun part. There's I put a short section of some like not safe for life content. We'll talk about. Yeah, when we get to when we get to the not safe for life thing, I have also some like two cents to throw in, hopefully. Yeah. That might help with that. And unfortunately, I feel like I am eventually going to be the psycho that's like, hey, let's talk about not safe for life content in media in an academic sense, because I'm that person. I am that bitch. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> uh, If any of my professors listen to this, I am so sorry. Hell yeah. Um, last episode, we discussed um, the history of snuff as an urban legend. It's ties to Charles Manson and some of the rumors of the time. Uh, we also talked about some mov- real movies, real as in they were filmed fake, not true stories that were confused as snuff. And then we talked about some documentaries that had some content into them that technically might be actually get them classified as snuff, but somehow they're not. But this this time we're going to start off with uh, some more esoteric sources. Uh, we're going to actually start out with performance art and albums. Ooh. Um, so first one, I want to say this could have been a whole episode on its own. It is not. This is not a full artistic talk, a full occult talk, or a full conspiracy talk. But we'll be getting into a little bit of all of that as I talk about Marina Abramovich. She is a extremely well-known performance art. She's specifically known for the rhythm performances and spirit cooking. If you've been around the internet in the last couple of years, you've probably heard about spirit cooking in a strange context. We'll get into that. This is actually her work is one of the things that started a lot of the big QAnon conspiracies. Hooray. So it's also a fun tie in to our previous magic episode. So we get to talk about more about rituals and the occult again. So. Hooray. I'm so glad. See guys, we, we seem like little chaos goblin monkeys. Actually it's all a plan. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's kind of why I picked to put a bigger focus on this, but uh, Marina is considered by many to be one of the peak performance artists. She has performed all around the world she's performed for politicians celebrities she's a really big deal if you're into performance art you probably already know her name one of her big early first works was the rhythm series there's rhythm zero two four five and ten um and they were performed between 1973 and 74 uh there are a series of live performances that she designed to test her mind body and spirit all of these ended up leading to some form of injury medical intervention or loss of consciousness so that's like the level of performance art 
that we're working on. Uh, she has put her actual life on the line for some of these performances. Um, we'll start with Rhythm 10. It involved her playing the knife hand game. Also, I believe she calls it the Russian game. I don't know if that's... I've never heard it called I've, that before. I think I've heard it called Mumbly Peg. But it's the game where you splay your fingers out and you take a knife and you try to stab in between your fingers and you slowly speed up and try not to stab yourself in the hand. Uh, the kitchen scene in Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but her version of Rhythm 10, she had 20 knives and she sat and she played and she made 20 mistakes, one with each knife. The whole time she recorded it by audio and then played it back and tried to, with the same 20 knives, tried to recreate her previous performance mistakes and all huh she did that in front of a live crowd that's kind of badass some of the others involved her being completely nude walking towards a massive industrial fan and trying to breathe until she passed out um from inhalation issues um she set a giant star on fire and cut her nails hair and toenails and threw them into the fire until she passed out from inhalation and had to be removed um, from the stage by a medical crew nearby. She also did one where she took medications designed to stop seizures and medication. So it like would shut her muscles down. That's how they used to Mm -hmm. stop seizures was essentially like you would, all your muscles would just go to sleep. Basically. She also took medications given to people who were um, bedridden, mm-hmm. uh, convalescent, and couldn't move anymore, that they would give them pills that would force their muscles to contract to keep their muscles from atrophying. And she took both on stage in front of a crowd and just went limp and then basically huh. gave herself seizures. So she really is pushing the very limits of her own body in front of a crowd. The one that people know of most, though, is Rhythm Zero. This was in an art gallery in Naples. Marina had a big sign in the art gallery that just said, I am the object. During this period, I take full responsibility. The room also contained a table with 72 items, including roses, sugar, feathers, olive oil, honey, razor blades, perfume, scissors and a gun with a single bullet in it she then sat in the room and had a i don't know if there's actually a timer or not but she sat specifically for six hours from 8 p.m to 2 a.m and allowed the audience full will and control over her at first the audience kind of just sat there and watched they're like intrigued not really sure what was going on but as the night drew on the audience grew more uh bold and more brutal By the end of the night, she had been stripped nude, assaulted, had roses drug across her stomach, and much more. Some crowd members took up protective roles and tried to get people to stop, while others drew on her with lipstick and other things they had with them. Near the end of the night, a man loaded the gun and pointed it at her and threatened her until another man took it away. At the end of the six hours, at 2 a.m., she stood up, and the entire crowd just fled. The second she took back self-control, everyone just left. Hmm. Yeah. Out of fear of... Retribution. Yeah, Yeah, I've had uh, class discussions about that performance piece, also in tandem with a piece, I think I've referenced this before in other episodes. Um, the The performance was called Cut Piece, performed by Yoko Ono, and she basically, in her version of something similar she'd sat on stage in a really nice suit and there's like a pair of scissors and the audience was uh 
encouraged to interact with her and the scissors however they felt because this apparently was a thing you did in the late 60s early 70s for performance art because a lot of it was critiques on how society treated women Mm. so uh during her piece uh people would just like do little cuts initially but then as the pieces would go on it would become more like sexually aggressive where people would like go out of their way to like cut her bra and underwear off of her Mm. and uh that one, from my understanding, on certain performances of cut piece, she actually like cut it early just for her own safety because she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get assaulted. I gotta, I gotta dip." Yeah. So it's partially why I'm like, I kind of give Yoko Ono in some cases a pass because she does. She went fucking out there in the early days to do some performance pieces where you're just like, "Oh shit, you did this back in the day before women were allowed to have credit cards." Fuck. Hmm. So kind of the similar thing with uh, this performance piece. Uh, by oh my god her name a marina yeah a lot of it is done to be like hey so what are the bounds of play and respect and in the context of because she is a woman people tend to objectify female bodies more so they feel more entitled to behave in certain ways because i think it would be really interesting to see this performance done again with a man and see if uh how violent that interaction might eventually evolve into I also, I didn't put it in this episode um, because it doesn't really fit the topic at all. Mm-hmm. It was much more boring, I'll be honest, although I feel <laughs> like it got a lot of attention recently. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she is the same artist who did the performance in New York, uh, The Artist is Present, mm-hmm. where she just sat in her room for like six hours and she was the piece. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone, as far as I know, I did not look into this one, but I believe she just sat there. You could t- go talk to her or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a little bit just like, huh. A little bit more low-key. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so she's been working to present. Um, and while all of this is pretty wild and vi- got violent, um, I think what comes closest to the rumors of snuff with her is spirit cooking. Uh, originally conceived in 96, although technically performed to this day, spirit cooking is a book and a performance piece where Abramovich covered the walls of a gallery and writings in pig blood. The writings were recipes, aphrodisiacs, and instructions for actions or for thoughts, like instructions for thought. And the book is presented, I I could not track it down. I don't know how publicly available it is, but it's supposed to be closer to a cookbook than like a novel or something of that sort. Um, But for reference, I do have a couple quotes from this piece if someone would like to read them. John, do you want to take it? I was looking at pictures. Uh... Wild. Cool stuff. Fresh morning urine. Sprinkle over nightmare dreams. With a sharp knife, cut deeply into the middle finger of your left uh, left hand. Eat the pain. Uh, Mix fresh breast milk with, with fresh sperm milk. Drink on earthquake nights. Sitting on a copper chair, comb your hair with a clear quartz crystal brush until your memory is released. Yeah. So we'll... Artsy fartsy could belong in a changeling game, kind of. Yeah, it ha- it kind of reminds me of some of like the nonsense poems that you would get in uh, like the Dada area, like around when the the Armory show was happening in like 1913, which was like the first big showcase of modernist art in the U.S. And everybody lost their fucking mind because they're like Alexander Dumas doing paintings uh, that says it's a nude going downstairs, but it just looks like insanity, and we don't understand what cubism is. Just, Art is dead. You're destroying Western culture. Blah. 
We're always <laughs> destroying Western culture. Good. Which is crazy because <laughs> the CIA put a lot of money into abstract art, but you know. Well, yeah, that's because after the World Wars, uh, the U.S. got into a weird art battle with the Soviet Union. It was a whole thing. We were seen as lacking culture, and the CIA wanted to prop up art, but they didn't want to prop up art that had... Um, specific meanings Mm -hmm. and put money into that so they specifically went with extreme abstract art so they ended up giving money to jackson pollock and people Mm. like that so that they could create art that well i'm not going to say it's meaningless it didn't have the same kind of political meaning that a lot of other art at the time had and then they could freely put money into it without yeah and there's also the propaganda angle of uh, a lot of abstract art from that time period because it was involved a lot of uh, randomization it was a lot more of like, look how free we are with the expression and how like it's a First Amendment, blah, 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 as opposed to Soviet art, which had a lot of ties into like classical European works or into figurative like propaganda art. Yeah. So it's, it, that's a whole rabbit hole, but it is an interesting time of history. So here's where the conspiracy comes in. There's a lot of wacky sentences like that. Some of them can be seen as disturbing out of context or in pig's blood in context on a wall, I suppose. But spirit cooking is now a private dinner event in which Marina prepares dinner for donors and collectors. I believe it's been like a Kickstarter and for people who have sponsored some of her newer works. These guests have included the Podestas and Hillary Clinton. After emails between these politicians and Abramovich leaked on WikiLeaks, um, Alex Jones and others used them as evidence as satanic ritual by the artist and at the time presidential candidate Clinton. <laughs> so this is very start of cue. These emails start going around. Clinton and the Podestas are signing up for spirit cooking events. And this is start where we start seeing like the satanic eating children pedophile stuff start like coming forward. start coming back up again yeah it's yeah if you want to see some like wild like history repeating itself like legit go look up quotes from like the new york times and art critics from the 1913 armory show and how they reacted to like picasso and mm. matisse and then uh stuff that was said during the satanic panic and then all the shit with QAnon, and it's like all like roughly the same verbiage it's fucking wild yeah. so hooray time's a flat circle time is a flat circle <laughs> So um, Marina herself has denied that her performances are at all a cult ritual and are just the same pieces of art that she has been performing for 50 plus years. I don't know if I fully agree. Eh. Well, there's always that, you know, at what point does a creation of art turn into a a cult ritual because you're getting into like altering people's consciousnesses and perceptions of reality, blah, 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 blah. Also, some of her other works that didn't go into detail, she's done a lot. One of them involved her um, reenacting Tibetan death rituals on skeletons in front of audiences and stuff. And at that point, it actually is a ritual, even if you're performing it in an artistic sense. You can't, I feel like it would be misleading to take that ritualism away from the Tibetan people. Yeah. It'd be like if... It, I feel like it would be like if I did like a sacred Native American dance and then said, this isn't a ritual. I'm just dancing. No, the thing the thing is, there is a lot of fucking contemporary white artists that do that shit all the fucking time. And it drives me bonkers. Yeah. And they're still performing rituals. They're just bad at it and shouldn't be. Yeah. But so I am going to say right here, don't harass people. I assume our listeners aren't. But 
you know, I just want to draw a line. If one of your homies is like, hey, I'm going to put on this Indian headdress, just politely ask them to not do that. Yeah. But also, my personal take is that this is just some interesting... I like it, but also just artsy BS that was able to hit MoMA to your popularity that put it, a bunch of celebrities and politicians in the limelight for it because that those are where they go to, for fundraising and that kind of thing. And I honestly, I feel like Spirit Cooking itself is maybe one of her least interesting works. To me, it feels like the rich high art version of going into a haunted house and they put your hand in a bowl of grapes and say, ooh, it's eyeballs. There's kind of some of the performance level to that. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing with the pictures of Obama sitting in front of a pool of blood at one of, set up like a dinner table mm-hmm. at one of her pieces. That's really all it is. You can say there's high art and meaning behind it, but really this is just a rich person haunted house that they yeah. can say, ho ho, this is worth 10,000 of my dollars. It's Yeah, but that's also just getting into, like, at what point does art become meaningless because it's, like, trapped behind so many gates because of, like, money? Yeah. Also, I will say that in the 2013 Reddit AMA, so before the accusations that she was a Satanist with the Clintons, uh, (laughs) um, when asked about rituals and the occult, she says, everything depends on which context you are doing what you're doing. If you're doing the occult magic in the context of art or in a gallery, then it is art. If you're doing it in a different context, in spiritual circles, or in private house or TV shows, it is not art. The intention, the context for what is made, and where it is made defines what art is or is not. Okay, I want to throw this woman down a well. Yeah, first of all, she also (laughs) admits that that means that the private dinners that she's hosting for people are specifically a cult ritual, is what she's admitting to there. Yeah, but also, I'm just like, again, just defining art as being confined to just a gallery absolutely go fuck yourself yeah, yeah. i agree on that it just no. that made me so angry i'm so sorry there may be a little bit of a translation error but i think what she's trying to say is that when i do something in an art gallery it is specifically for art i have no mm-hmm. deeper meaning to it than that fine but i still like i said a lot of the things she's doing what she's pulling from are very much, even if they're not her beliefs, they're beliefs of other people. Mm-hmm. One of the things she mentions she does during her um, spirit cooking dinners is she, like, prepares a special soup that she was taught by Tibetan monks. Like, she is definitely appropriating other people's religion and culture artistically. Which even is gross. If, even if she wants to say it's not... Uh, I'm not... a. I think her art is extreme and interesting, but I think the context and her own thoughts of her own art are kind of dumb. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just like, if you cannot make art without, like, stealing another person's culture and then just, like, putting it in a different wrapping and being like, it's art now, I'm like, go fuck yourself. I think that's just really weak art. And two, I'm just like, saying that art inherently has no meaning because it's just art is factually incorrect, and I want to throw this woman into the sun. Yeah. Again, a big part of the reason why I do have a problem with a lot of the older performance art and abstract art people is that they do have this weird like blase distance from their own work and the thoughts behind it Mm -hmm. where it's like i will take credit when i want to but everything else is just art but art is also saying something and meaning things and just has a context and oh my god i'm this made me tilted i'm so sorry (laughs) so that i i think this one's specifically interesting and i picked it because it has such a weird cultural reverberation as of late with QAnon and a lot Mm -hmm. of that and also i think it is very extreme like you could argue that her setting herself on fire in a giant 
metal star in front of an audience could be considered snuff even if she survived. She is intentionally putting herself on the brink of death, if not death, to entertain people and make money. Yeah, which, and there's a lot of cultural things that could be said about that. And I'm like, that part of it, I'll give her all the credit for it. I'm like, that's that's great. And actually doing something and saying something interesting. Some of the other stuff, I'm just like, I intellectually want to set you on actual fire. But that's a whole, other, you know, in Minecraft. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not a threat. She does that to herself. Yeah, Um, if I just sit around long enough, she'll do it to herself. It's fine. Yeah. So that's uh, Maria Abramovich. I definitely encourage you, if you think this sounds interesting, to go look into some of her. Some of it's recorded. There's a lot more written about it. I think it's a much more interesting topic than we have time to fully get into here. But in context, I think. I think that's a good summation of her work. Now we got a gross one. Hooray! Oh, I see who this is. Fuck is you. Is it Mr. Hands? No. no. Do you guys know about John Duncan? Yes. Sarah no. seems to. I do. Go fuck yourself. But yeah, let's, let's go on. It. No spoilers, John. Don't look ahead. Uh, oh. So John right. Dump- right. Duncan uh, performed a, well, I guess it's an album that was performed as a performance piece. We'll get into it. Um, called Blind Date in 1980 so here is a direct quote from um the introduction booklet that came with copies of this recording at one point i wanted to punish myself as thoroughly as i could i decided to have a vasectomy but that wasn't enough i wanted my last potent seed to be spent in a dead body i made arrangements to have sex with a cadaver i was bodily thrown out of several sex shops before meeting a man who set me up with a mortician's assistant in a mexican border town Damn. Yeah. So uh, we we are so many levels into the not safe for life iceberg with this one. The reason I step this one is I will put state this here early on. There is, as far as I can tell, no real proof that this one is real. And it is just a recording. So there is a chance that the whole thing is a man punching a table for 15 minutes and slapping himself. It is really just, gross. I listened to some of it. It's not a good... No, it's a bad time. It, it definitely could be just somebody like viciously fingering a grapefruit next to a mic because, you know, fully art. But it's still just like, uh... This would be the number one don't go look it up of the things we've talked about on both these episodes. Yeah, I like how you said, mm. like, this is just recording. I was like, also, so are the Jonestown's tapes, and those definitely melted my brain. Yeah. The difference there is, I think, we have so much more proof that those happened, and yeah. the content of those tapes, I think, is grislier. Yeah, no, you're not wrong, because the, the deaths did happen, but this is still also just like... Uh, you don't have to subject your brain to this. You can go like ride a bike. Yeah, you can well, go do so many other things. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we've <laughs> described it, and I'm sure that your brain has already gone ahead and played that audio for you. Yeah, you're good. You're done. You do you not need to look to, this up. You don't have to look it up. So it gets worse though. At least <laughs> oh, how God. at least how he presented the piece originally. Mm-hmm. So originally it was played for an audience in a poorly lit warehouse. Um, so you just a dirty, dark cement warehouse. The record purports to be a 15 minute recording of a man having sex with a cadaver immediately before having a vasectomy. It was his final punishment, uh, for the masculinity that he had grown to hate within himself. There's a lot of self-hate and a lot of anti-mask energy. If you go do the readings and the talks about this, she's like really gross. This is definitely a go to therapy, my guy moment. Yeah. When, when I say go to therapy, this is not what I meant. (laughs) 
like yes. for the toxic bros that are just like I I own a woman da 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 because you know Andrew Tate blah blah blah. I'm like no no no, this is not what I meant. Of note, it doesn't seem to be verifiable as a true recording. His assertion that he went to Mexico may just be a racist. 80s throwaway of I can do anything down there though the album cover appears to be a nude corpse as somebody listens to metal I've seen plenty of albums that have nude corpses as a cover I can you can find nude corpses just in newspapers yeah honestly this one may not be real every source speaks of this as if it's a hundred percent true and I've never seen anyone really question it I think that's kind of interesting because it is just an audio recording mm-hmm. it'd be so easy like Sarah said with Foley work you got a, you got a couple of celery sticks and some wet jello like I've made sound effects for various art projects recordings I've helped people out with like music videos and stuff like that it's not difficult to do if you understand like what you're getting into and like audio editing which honestly i'm just like yeah no doing foley art stuff super fun it's just like i'm just gonna grab a bunch of shit bang it together and hope it sounds correct it's it's a good time another really funny video youtube video i'm sure you can look it up it's totally youtube safe but um not safe for work but it's of people doing foley for porn videos mm-hmm. and it's like fully dressed like very pleasant older looking people with like a blurred out porn film in front of them and they're sitting there just like smacking their belly and like moaning and it's like really funny to throw on in a par- at a party because mm-hmm. everyone's like what the fuck and it's just like an old lady like patting her tummy and smiling and <laughs> it's, it's, that's yeah. why have pardon- you ever had ADR porn <laughs> yeah that, that's that's one of those why i've always been like i think this one might i'm hoping is more conceptual than a real yeah. act um Cause, yeah because like i've have i made uh art pieces or participated in like art functions out of a strong sense of self-loathing or trying to reacclimate or reclaim some sense of autonomy yes have i put myself in positions that were deeply unsafe because i was like trying to get a sense of self again in my world yeah i don't recommend that and I don't think you need to have an audience pay to watch you do that. But like, if that's what they're into and... Hey, get that bag, sis. Yeah, like, that's fine. Don't actually, don't actually do a necrophilia. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the implication that that may have happened is really yeah. the worst part. Um, So this last section of real life things Ooh. is the internet. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I hemmed and hawed working on this section of the script the most i had everything else done a week ago and i spent most of the last week trying to decide what we would and wouldn't talk about here i ended up cutting it down i'll Thank be you. i will get into <laughs> why so much but um i'm gonna talk about some really quick things from the internet that i think could be interesting mm-hmm. but do more research of these at your own peril yeah i'm i'm gonna interject here with the uh there, there was a period of time recently, uh, particularly on the YouTube, where people were sharing their various, uh, like, disturbing film and not safe for life uh, internet video icebergs. And a couple of those got really popular for people to review. So it was just a bunch of uh, Zoomers hurting each other with things that us millennials have been hurting each other with for, with for friendship fun reasons for like 10, 15 years. Yeah. And then some new shit, too, mixed in there because, oh boy. It don't stop. It does not stop. It don't stop. Uh, so... I highly recommend if you're if you want to understand some of these more extreme internet property properties or media pieces more. Uh, Nick's fears may leads does a disturbing movie and a not safe for life iceberg. The nice safe for life iceberg tends to cover more uh, actual things that have happened, which is I feel like a little bit more in line with this thing. And some of it 
could I think would fit in the definition of how we're defining snuff because it's things like quote unquote cartel, big air quotes, videos that are being made of people being tortured and for like shock factor and like profit reasons. So like, uh, it's, it's not a good time. It will hurt your brain. I think this poor creator, I think she hurt herself during this because she admits it and was like, yeah, I took a long break because I decided I wanted to live and not consume any of this anymore, but I started it and I should finish it. But the video also does a really good job of going through these media pieces with media analysis and trying to give context, but she also like doesn't actually show the OG clips like some shitty YouTubers have been doing where it's like, hey, so I'm going to explain to you what... Uh, like the Mr. Hands video and then hold their hand up and then have a snippet of the video running and somehow that got past like YouTube censors. That's oh, weird. Yeah. And I'm like, she's like, yeah, I'm not going to like do that. I recommend you highly do not look at these things because they're not good for your brain. But I will talk about them and try to give some context. And uh, she gets very vulnerable and talks about her history of like dealing with like self-harm and watching death and murder and all sorts of crazy shit that she's experienced and is like, hey, you should... Try to live life because, you know, we're going to be blooming and not dooming, which is weirdly uplifting considering we're going through a not safe for life iceberg. I think you have to. You have to. Yeah. She goes through a fucking journey and writes a book during the recording of it. So (laughs) good for her. But she has uh, a little list of things to keep in context when you're watching these internet uh, not safe for life videos that uh, I, I think are good for just consuming more horrific media in general. And I would like to share that if that is okay. Sure. The first one is, we are all made out of meat. Yep. Humans are meat. And sometimes your meat ends up on the pavement as a red smear. Mm-hmm. And various other ways. Meats meats tend to not yeah. uh, hold up against <laughs> things harder than meat. Yeah. And there's also just that, you know, the, the teenage young adult just fascination with death and you're trying to, like, conceptualize it. And uh, she does bring up at the start of the video, uh, to talk about, like, 9-11 videos. Because I feel like that definitely fucked up millennials because a lot of us very early on were just like, oh, we watched 3,000 people die live on TV and we're given no support or context or help with that. And the rest of and all of us have spent the rest of our lives trying to make context for what the fuck happened. So that might be part of the reason we're fucked up. But yeah, people, we're all meat. That's fine. The second one is death is random. Death sometimes just happens. And that is not fun, but it happens and that is okay. It's literally a part of living. Yes, we all die. Can't get away from it. Nope. Uh, the third one is pain sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. torture, not a good time. People suffering, not good. That's not something you should be uh, reveling in or enjoying. And if you are, maybe check yourself. Yeah. Uh, the fourth one is some people have weird hobbies. Oh. Yeah, which that's... is true. <laughs> and it's fine. You know, sometimes people are allowed to have weird hobbies. And if, you know, people have weird spicy hobbies, that is okay. They can enjoy that. As long as your weird hobbies don't upset, like, or hurt other people, mm-hmm. enjoy your weird hobbies. Yep. Yeah. And just some of them are just, however edgy or wild you think you are, there is somebody out there that is 10 times wilder than you, and you just kind of need to accept that. Oh. Uh, step five uh, power is bad because people in power will sometimes do things that will hurt other people. And by sometimes, I mean pretty much every time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, step six consider the source. Because a lot of these internet clips, we don't have the context for, and we don't know, like, who is posting it and where it's coming from or why. And also, you should understand who is posting these videos and who is sharing with them with you and why. Because some of them might be for abusive or, uh, uh, you know, uh, not great reasons like racism or xenophobia. Look at step five. Power is bad. 
Uh, seven, consider the context. Sometimes things are happening and you're just like, wow, that was wild. But if you understand the actual context of the situation, it's not as crazy. Like uh, she talks about a video where there was like a riot in Brazil and people tore this guy apart. Oh. But when she was shared the video, it was just like, look at all these people in Brazil. They're monsters. They are like subhuman bad people because the people who are sharing this information with her were white supremacists. Mm. But then later on, she learned that, oh, the guy that got torn up was a child predator. Oh. And she's like, eh, he should have been in a box forever. But like, I can get why people were that mad and they reacted that way. That's a human reaction. It wasn't yeah. good, but I get it. Uh, step eight. Machines are an unstoppable force that must be stopped. There are so many videos of people just getting too close to a machine and then they become paste or a paintbrush. You don't need to see those. Be careful around equipment. The machines do not care about you. Wear safety <laughs> equipment. Yep. And nine. There is always a cause and effect. Just sometimes things that happen that you're just like, wow, that was wild. There's tons of context and things that happened prior to that. Or there's political reasons for why things are happening. And understanding that sometimes makes things less horrible. So hopefully those little nine steps will make viewing things have a little bit better context. Yeah. I don't like that you said machines don't care. And I'm machines so, I'm are sorry, an unstoppable just, force like, that must be stopped. There's one video that I saw. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should go through actual description. There's one video I saw that there was somebody trying to pull a truck out of like over the tires, deep mud mm -hmm. with another truck and, and a truck did, chain. I'm assuming it did not go well. They were like trying to rock it and he mm -hmm. went too far forward. So there was slack and then he went super fast backward and the chain snapped and <gasps> rubber banded through his window. Uh, I'm going to stop there. Okay, but I'll say fair. that there was more video after that. And yeah. He was in the window. No. Yeah, he was, he was behind the window. Oh, I hate that. So, uh, yeah. So there's tons and tons and tons and tons of media like this i've seen a lot of it mm -hmm. you probably have also seen a lot of that if you're a listener of our show <laughs> uh, <laughs> i feel like we're that kind of crowd um you don't need to do that and sometimes understanding where these videos come from is important because people are people record things and share messages for a reason and understanding what that is is important for media literacy even if it is something as silly as uh I guess silly is not the right word, but something as, you know, like escalator accidents. Mm. Uh, oh, God. Those still get gross. <laughs> those get bad. Oh, those get so bad. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we can go through this together and not uh, hurt our brains too badly. <laughs> yeah. I cut the section down a lot. Thank you. Um, Thank you for there that. There is a lot of internet content that um, is on these lists and s listicles and kind of sites that could straddle the line of snuff like you mentioned with like the cartel videos while they may not be selling it for money their intention for filming it is a threat to back their business essentially yeah um, it's not like we taught them and by we i mean the u.s government through the schools of america thumbs up hooray uh look into the schools of america guy maybe maybe Understanding that will give context for why things in certain parts of the world are violent and fucked up and maybe don't do a racism. Yeah. So many shock videos came close. Um, one of note was Luca Magnata uh, that was shared along the internet for a long time as one lunatic, one ice pick. That piece of shit. 
Um, fuck if, him so bad. Fuck that guy. He's so bad. You've probably at least heard of the documentary. Oh. Don't fuck with cats. It's a good documentary. Um, documentary is about them. That is probably the safest way to engage with that story. Um, I do not recommend randomly Googling like I did. Again, I saw many, much more this week than I intended. That documentary is on Netflix, and so it is Obama-approved safe viewing. Yeah, I, I will say, having watched the documentary, and I was actively doing internet uh, gore site stuff when this case happened, so I got to witness all the shit in real time, too. I'm that old, guys. <laughs> Hooray. Um, the documentary does, I will give the warning for uh, people that have issues with animal harm. They don't show the full videos of Luca harming the cats that he does, but they do show the beginning of the clips where he does like the setup of what he's going to do to the cats. And it's very upsetting. So if you're not into that, you can skip it. I don't blame you. I was not happy about it. Um, but the actual original clip that was posted was of uh, Luca having killed, uh, I believe... Were they partners? Oh my yes, god! Yes, I believe um, that it was uh, his boyfriend or partner. Yeah. So the the man that was murdered was Jun Lin, and unfortunately, uh, this fucking monster piece of shit uh, basically tricked his partner into going into his house and then uh, stabbed the fuck out of him and then dismembered him and let his small dog like eat portions of the body. And he also like mailed parts of the body to various parts of the Canadian government. So what's really fucked up is that the clips were sent around online and sent to the Canadian government and other um, agencies mm -hmm. who ignored it because they'd been sent so many fake quote-unquote snuff videos that they didn't think it was worth researching until the body parts started showing up in the mail and then they were like oh maybe that was real yeah Fuck. and then it's a whole international manhunt he like flew he's like fled to germany it's a whole thing but uh um, lived there under a fake name for a while had to be extradited yeah um, um i will say in the clip uh the the original clip um because I had a lot of my friends at the time send it to me because I was kind of the quote-unquote violence gore expert. Uh, <laughs> hooray. Um, because, you know, there's also a ton of, like, fake videos going along, and it was a time period where, like, camera quality wasn't good, so things were, like, grainy and just kind of hard to tell. Um, yeah, it was. you could definitely tell it was real. You could very easily tell it was real. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you want me to get into, like, the dead giveaway on that I, or not. I, I say let's skip it. Let, we can skip that if people want to know. I can talk about that in private later. That can be a Discord VC <laughs> discussion yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, it was that was not a good thing for my teenage brain to have to not only watch the one time but watch over and over and over again. Yeah. Like I do not recommend that. I would also say that pretty much any video that uses that naming format would likely fall into this category. The um, two girls, one cup, one man, one jar, um, three maniacs, one chainsaw. All of these are awful videos that I wish I hadn't have rewatched um, or re-seen snippets of this week. Although two girls, one cup was actually just actually just fetish porn. That's just fetish porn. That's somebody having a fun hobby. Yeah, people thought that they were being like tortured, but that was just a fun hobby. So that was know. yeah, that was just them having a weird hobby, and that's okay. Yeah. Another one that's actually just a fun hobby is uh, the BME Pain Olympics. I've had to watch this one so many fucking times. This is one I've seen uh, sent around a lot. Again. Maybe you don't need to go watch it. It's old internet lore thing, but it's most not, of it's not real. But yeah, it's uh, so it's actually almost all body modification enthusiasts and um, some special effects artists working together to 
create something extreme. I believe BME stands for Body Modification Extreme. Yeah, it's almost like people were hiding special effects strings behind low-quality film equipment like we did for decades. They were doing that and then Mm -hmm. doing real body modification stunts like wire suspension kind of... Those kind of putting hooks through themselves. Which is totally fun. That's just somebody having a weird hobby. Mm -hmm. Again, love a weird hobby. And you know what? (laughs) Honestly, I've seen... Recently, I've seen suspension videos more intense than a lot of those ones. Recently, I saw somebody, you know, well, I guess I don't know this for a fact, but from what I understand, one of the more (sighs) places to get suspended from are either side of your knee. Um, They'll like do four hooks total, one on each side of your like in the skin right next, right above and next to your knees. Mm -hmm. So you hang upside down. Yeah, Yeah, those don't sound good. Um, Someone did that and then went bungee jumping on them. I have seen that. Yeah, Yeah, it was one of those. I was like, I was like, this homie's going to die. And then he does not. But he probably wished he did because the sound that came out of that canyon when he hit the bottom, Mm -hmm. he was just, "Ah!" I was like, oh, boy. Well, you made choices, my friend. You did. Oh, boy. I hope those are endorphins are worth it. So here's my personal note on this end of the section. Um, There were some real life events that I had originally done some research on. I decided that they were too real and too quote-unquote true crime for us to really cover. Mm -hmm. Um, I put for now in the script, but I can't really see a good reason for us to get more in-depth into a lot of these kind of things, Um, especially in an inspirational sense. We're trying to inspire people as writers and as players and as artists, and I feel like going too deep into true crime in that sense can be really disrespectful. If you want to do that research on your own, I, I also fully support it and I uh, think you should educate yourself, but um, I don't need to be the one to push you over that edge. Yeah. Um, there was specifically a recent case in Canada that's been getting a lot of news talk. Teenager named Alex Bodger um, was at a Starbucks where a man was stabbed to death. Teenager proceeded to film it and react to it TikTok style like it was a silly internet video. Then went back to the scene of the crime and gave like poetry talks while like smoking cigarettes. And I've seen clips from the video. It's absolutely brutal. If you've never seen a real stabbing, it is not. It's this, not a good time. It's not the silly little thing you see on a movie. It is messy and awful. It's messy um, and awful and quick and just not a good. Not a specifically good time. watching this, I I cut a couple things out of this i do think there is a lot of problems with social media and i think there is a disconnect where people are starting to just literally film anything for clout kind of like this situation i hope that kid gets the help that he needs Mm -hmm. and my condolences are to the family of the victim of the stabbing but after watching that i had to back this script up a little bit for personal reasons i want to keep the show fun but just wanted to have this little more serious talk because when you are researching horror and stuff, it is easy to get in deeper than you expect trying to look things up for a game or whatever. And there's no shame in saying, okay, that's enough. Or we don't need to get into that. I think pulling yourself back from that edge, my friend, I will understand. Okay. Fuck you. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, we talked about this case like a few weeks ago and um, I had mildly tried to defend the teenager just because it's like, for so many younger people like interacting with the world via social media is just kind of how they engage in things and when you're in a stressful potentially life 
ending deathy situation because death is random you don't know how you're going to react and sometimes people will react in ways that just seem very abhorrent to an outside viewer for my own context so i i have witnessed a homicide um i won't get into all the details of it but when it was happening i was very very calm i was on the phone with somebody and i just went okay hey i witnessed this i'm going to hang up now and call 911 and i was in my car so i just like sank down to keep myself safe because a firearm was involved and I just kind of sat there on the phone and was just like, yeah, so this happened. Uh, please send help. Bye. And I've explained my reaction to other people. And um, I have unnerved a few friends of mine because they're just like, why were you so calm? And da, da, da. I was like, that just where my brain went. I don't know. Like, I think that's just part <laughs> of like fight, flight or freeze is like that is kind of a freeze reaction because, you you know, you go kind of numb and you kind of just got to be like, I if I freak out. I'm probably going to die too. Yeah. So I'm going to stay calm. I'm going to be right here. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, oh, chill. this is factually happening right now. Cool. I'm just going to do, like, there's no helping that guy. And yeah. I don't have a firearm. So like, mm-mm, nope. I... So I don't know if the, the kid had that same reaction. And then in trying to process the trauma, he decided to go back and interact with it in the context of a media that he is comfortable with and understands. That might have been it. I don't know. Um... That's also why I try to give some people room within internet consuming rough, not safe for life material as well as like true crime stuff where it's like we don't in Western society interact with death terribly often. So people trying to comprehend and process their own mortality, they do it in sometimes ways that seem odd. Yeah, But it does definitely cross. There is a line I feel of exploitation or disrespect that does need to be maintained and like, hey, maybe doing... Uh, listicles on youtube all the time of like the top 10 most brutal serial murderers is like fucking weird and putting not good people on a pedestal uh, i had a friend i was discussing this with and then we'll move on to something a little lighter yeah um i had a friend who's discussing something similar and he was talking to me about how he realized that um he had these like depression cycles that he noticed were starting to line up either by him starting them or by the algorithm starting them, but just him falling into these like true crime rabbit holes. Mm -hmm. And like, it's interesting content at the time. And then he'd be like two weeks in and just be like, I'm fucking miserable nonstop. And all I've been doing is consuming content about people being like murdered and abused and having to pull himself out of that and stop himself from watching that content because he found himself being a happier person in the long run without it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that's something to keep in mind, too. Um, now, personally, I can, like, view a film that I know is not real and has not a super long, terrifying kind of effect, whereas, like, I can watch the shittiest fucking YouTuber ever, like, poorly describe, like, an actual murder and have, like, a pretty strong effect on me. Um, I think that reality line is strong, and I think you need to find out where it's comfy for you. I don't I don't hold it against anyone who enjoys true crime or engages with it often or anything like that but i do think it is not content for everyone and it is not always content for anyone i think even if you're the most true crime head ass person you got to find times to like give yourself a break go watch some fun cartoons go for a walk pet a dog yeah i was about to say for me it's definitely like i have to make sure that i am mixing it up 
if I just sit and listen to true crime for like three days, it's going to get rough. But if it's like, I'm going to listen to like two or three things. And between that, I will listen to, you know, a funny podcast or some music that kind of makes me go, yeah. And that tends to even think pro- prolong the the inevitable crash into the world is going to die. Am I the am I the most dark sighted viewer of the group then? Because like I consume fucked up shit all the time. I, I think I just um, got like almost burned out on it because like all I ever did for a while mm-hmm. was like the only media I ever took in was horror. And then the only games I ever played were horror. And then I was constantly watching things like even small things like Hall of Meat, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, shit, that kid got in a skateboard crash. And now his both his knees are going the wrong way. You know, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Those, that kind of yeah, stuff. Like, after very, a while, like oh, yeah. You up too. Like, oh, yeah. People are meat. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yep. Uh yeah, I, I go through phases. There'll be times where I'll listen to, I'll be into it and listen to it. And I think the last couple of years specifically, I think I've just been burnt out too. I went through like a bit of a true crime phase and I think I'm just kind of over it. And especially now there's just so many fucking people making true crime content and they're all telling the same stories. And yeah, you'll, I, I also don't like the... um. I start to feel guilty, not in my enjoyment of the content, but in the almost deification of these like absolutely awful, evil people there. I won't name names of other podcasts or anything like that, good or bad. Um, but there are definitely some that do it better than others. But like, I'm so tired of hearing podcasts that are just like, we're talking about this criminal mastermind, John Wayne Gacy and how oh he God. outsmarted it's just like uh, no. yeah no fuck that no 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 i a lot of the, the the more intense media that i consume i do it i try to do it from a lens of political responsibility and uh, maintaining human empathy lens because i have felt for many years i have a civic duty to understand the fucked up things my government does on my fucking tax dollars uh so i i <laughs> not a fun brain space to be in um but in understand you can watch and consume true crime media, but come at it in the understanding of the absolute failures of the justice system and the police system and understanding like, oh, hey, here are legislative steps that we should be taking to make sure that like uh, all members of our society are being taken care of so you don't have the quote unquote less dead thing, which is partially why I find like the meta like media analysis on like snuff films to be interesting because it's almost always like, some nameless prostitute, oftentimes a, a nameless prostitute who is a woman of color. God forbid if she is also trans, because that just adds layers of just like lack of social care about these people. And it just becomes a like meat grinder spectacle for the horror body horror of it. When the real horror is like this is a person who had a life and hopes and dreams. And that's just getting fucking whacked so somebody can blow a load. Yeah. Like, that's where the real horror of that situation is. It's not so much the, oh my god, there's there's, there's death and it's kind of horny. Like, that, that sucks. That's not a good time. That is a bad hobby. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it just making sure you keep track of where your lens is when you're handling especially true crime, I think, is really important. I and of- maybe if you take your true crime interest and put it forward into legislation where you're like, hey... What are the crime rates and like solve rates in my local area? Maybe we do need to push to have 
uh, restructuring of the police system in my city. And maybe we should audit the budget and see that the money is going to actually testing rape kits as opposed to buying a tank. But yes. that's just me, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Um, can we move on to slightly... Slightly more fun. All right, so now we're getting to the fun part of the episode. Uh, swing um, back around. Yeah, so these, I picked out a couple movies that um, are about snuff, have them as a topic, but unlike our previous episode, have never been confused and have no content that could be misconstrued or considered real snuff or real murder. These are completely fictional films. Mm -hmm. um, I started with one that Sarah recommended me because I actually hadn't seen it yet. It's really good, though. Um, it's really fucking good. Eight did, you, did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, fuck. It, I need, I need it's to. it's one of the handful of like serious quote unquote Nick Cage movies that I'll always recommend where I'm just like, no, 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 one guys, he's a phenomenal fucking actor. I know everybody knows him from The Bees and now is Dracula, but yeah, um, this is so good. The setup is a surveillance specialist, Nick Cage, crosses paths with a film reel that sends him deep into a dark world of crime. Mm. um very i think you could pull a lot of influence for that for a world of darkness or other horror tabletop game or any writing um i think it fits the mood of the setting really well um yeah. if you want to have a really it's gorgeous but dark movie pairing do eight millimeter and seven i like seven a lot yeah it's kind of i feel like those two are just like good sandwich pair yeah Another one I would recommend is uh, David Cronenberg's Videodrome. Hell yeah. Mm. Um, the president of a very trashy TV channel gets in over his head as he discovers a TV show that he's recently added to his network uh, may not be as fake as it appears. And it spirals out of control from there. Great movie. Uh, I love David Cronenberg. Warning, a lot of body horror because it's David Cronenberg. Mm -hmm. But I've told you guys this story, but I'm going to tell our listeners now because like, I think it's hilarious. I watched uh, that movie at a midnight showing at the Keystone Art Cinema. I fucking um, love that cinema. It's though. a fucking great place to go. They play some really cool stuff. They used to do midnight horror movies all the time. And I watched that there and we got to the scene with the... Um, with he, when he's scratching his stomach. Mm -hmm. if, if anyone has seen the movie, you know what I'm talking it's about. It's been made into a gif, so yeah. yeah. He's scratching his stomach, and uh, somebody in like four or five rows ahead of me stands up in the middle of the scene, just like I see the silhouette, and I see him shake his head, and then I see him walk down the, to the end of the aisle, walk out of the theater, and he doesn't come back. Oh, because <laughs> of the, the, the tummy pussy? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I was like, homie, first of all, you're at a midnight movie showing, they always show weird stuff. They showed a Texas Chainsaw there once. They did all sorts of crazy yeah, stuff. We, so. we, we made the mistake of watching The Lighthouse and then immediately going into Prince of Darkness. That was not it a was mistake. Great. It was great. It was a great It was a good night. night, but like going from our first viewing of The Lighthouse to <laughs> a movie that is, what if Satan was quantum physics, was a bit of a fucking spin because there was no break. It was literally one movie, the next movie. Yeah, it was We rad. stood in the hallway for like a minute. We were like, that was really nuts. I guess we'll talk about it after this. I think I had time to go get a We beer. had time to get more yeah. alcohol, and that yep. was it. Yeah. <laughs> um, another good one I'd recommend is uh, Strange Days. This one I think would be great, especially for like Shadowrun or Cyberpunk. Ex-Cop, played by Ralph Fiennes, is a data dealer who receives a disc, kind of like a BTL chip if you've played Cyberpunk, um, containing the memories of a murdered prostitute. Soon he finds himself running from, for his life from those who want that footage back. 
cool. Really good. There is a mm-hmm. cyberpunk. If you're playing the game, there's a quest that has a uh, similar setup when you first learn what a BTL chip is. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really cool. Very 20 minutes into the future kind of sci-fi. Like it's grounded. It's not full on cyberpunk, but it's got a lot of those ideas. Super great film. Yeah. And considering where tech is now, you can kind of run Vampire like a cyberpunk light game right now with the rules as they are if you really want. But, you know, that's a whole other episode. If you've just been embraced, if you're a fledgling right now, you could technically have a robotic arm and be a vampire. That is true. Yep. Hell yeah. Though Um, I wonder, because like currently, yeah, I think it would work. Hmm. To my knowledge, currently the like move it with your quote unquote brain. They don't actually have like nerve, you know, Mm -hmm. interaction. It's a, they like rewire, I could be completely wrong. If I am wrong and you know, please let me know, correct me. But if this is what I read that I remember. Anyway, essentially what uh, people or doctors, I guess, are doing are like taking your nerve that would be to your middle finger Mm -hmm. and moving it over here and like attaching it to something else essentially so that when you want, your brain says move the middle finger, it moves a different muscle. And then when you put your prosthetic on it, it has like a sensor on those. And then the the sensor tells it, oh, that muscle is associated with middle finger. Move the middle finger. That's a good workaround, honestly. fucking wild, isn't it? So cool. The next film is Lost Highway by David Lynch. One of my all-time favorite directors, David Lynch. This is, I would say, a good midpoint in his career where it's not the absolute insane me taking longer than the movie to explain to you what happened in the movie kind of film. (laughs) But it's not his super, like, I would call more chill, funnier end of his Mm. career. It's definitely a midpoint. Um, But it's about anonymous videotapes seemingly presaging a jazz musician's future crimes very good very out there very weird very 90s i believe it's got like i think trent reznor and marilyn manson are in it kind of 90s very industrial soundtrack it's a fun one it's one that's hard to give a big setup without giving too much away because it's one of those kind of movies but Mm -hmm. i definitely would recommend it if you're looking for something on the artsier end of these and then the one i recommend the most if there's anything I mention in either of these episodes that I think people should go check out, it's this. It's uh, Broken, Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails. Technically never officially released. It's a 20-minute short film that contains music videos for songs from the Broken EP. The footage was considered so graphic that he couldn't get it commercially released. MTV Studio wouldn't put it on DVD anything. And he ended up having to upload it to um, piracy sites as a Christmas gift to his fans in 2006. I I believe he just put it on like Pirate Bay Mm -hmm. when that was still a trustworthy website. Um, Some interesting notes about this going into it. This may or may not um, sway whether or not you want to watch it, but I think it's fucking interesting. So uh, other than Trent Reznor, it stars Bob Flanagan, um, a man who is born with cystic fibrosis, who claims that sadomasochism has helped him live decades longer than doctors expected him to. Um, Much of the torture inflicted on him, quote unquote, in this movie, he's just into. Hmm. Um, There's a really good documentary about him called Sick, Obviously, it's about sadomasochism and a man cystic fibrosis, and it's kind of heavy. But it yeah. is a good documentary if you're into that kind of thing. People have weird hobbies. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay. And going back to our previous Magic episode, it's also directed by Peter Christopherson of Psychic TV, who I mentioned in our Occult 101 episode. Hell cool. yeah. That's a Chaos Magic band, so he directed it. So 
It's really interesting. 20 great minutes of industrial weirdness. I don't remember ever seeing this. I should look it up. Uh, it's really under the radar because it never was officially released. They literally just pirated it. And I right. think it's the kind of thing you might you probably couldn't even pull up on YouTube. You might still have to pirate it just because YouTube mm. would be like, get that out of here. Yeah, that, that's violent. Um, now, question. Do you think this... Um, do you think Poughkeepsie tapes would fit into this, or do you think you would go into a different one? Okay. Because it's a movie about kind of snuff, but it's mm-hmm. not, I don't think it's ever been mistaken for. It's never been mistaken. I would put it in this category, but I also personally wouldn't, I would, I, I would not I, recommend it. It's not, it's, it's a movie you could watch. It's, I think it's a, does a decent job at what's it's, what it's trying to do, but I don't necessarily know if what it's trying to do needs to be viewed. I, by I everyone. have, I have mixed feelings about that movie. I don't think it's a bad movie, but I, I, I can't recommend it um i also there are things about it i don't like that other people do Mm -hmm. um but i will say i wouldn't put it in this category either personally just because it's it's more about like what happens after a serial killer does their Mm -hmm. thing the police find the tapes and are processing them it's closer to like the columbine kids basement tapes or like the gacy tapes Mm -hmm. or things like that and less like these tapes floating around in the public as quote unquote entertainment or right. for other people's viewing are, okay. um, it's, it's not a bad movie. Um, I just don't know if it fits. Fair. Yeah. Oh, it's so a fun fact. Um, I just typed in broken Trent Reznor on Google. The first thing that pops up is the video. As oh, it nice. the full 20 minutes, full 20 minutes. There are several, several playlists yeah. that have the video broken up into bits. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. YouTube is not great at self-censorship. Surprisingly. <laughs> i also probably haven't seen it since like 2006 yeah. so i i remember being really intense at the time when mm-hmm. i was like a wee lad of 15 but it might be yeah. like more standard music video television in the days of like what was 90s hbo is now just on cbs tv kind of right. vibe and there is also just a whole undercurrent problem of people uploading real death and fucked up shit on youtube all the time and there's so much of it like you can't get off of it so there's this whole subsect of youtube that is people uploading and also youtube reviewing gore content on youtube it's fucking wild yeah it's fucked up i found some of that content trying to do research for this that's Mm -hmm. part of the reason i cut part of our earlier section was like a lot of the stuff that i was trying to research the information I was pulling up was just so like poorly done and disrespectfully done that I didn't want to cite it or sit through all 20 minutes of it. It's one of the things you watch two minutes and you're like, oh, this person sucks and this content sucks. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, that's also part of YouTube's own problem for making a market in which they have no competition and there's nowhere else for that content to go uh, except porn sites. That yeah. also don't specifically allow that. Uh, at least in the days of like live leak and stuff, it we had a containment zone. But now that the internet <laughs> is becoming a small um, corporate owned Disneyland like curated bullshit, yeah. and it's just like the psychos are going to post their things because people have weird hobbies, and some of it is not okay. <laughs> but now they're doing it on sites where there's so much content that it's impossible to moderate, and also children are on there. Yeah. I don't know if I told this story on the show or if it was a conversation we had. I don't remember about mm. how me and my friends used to get into like Discord chat and play a game called... Um, 
YouTube search one hour ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, We've talked about this. Yeah, where we would go to YouTube and we would, uh, one person would live stream and they'd go to YouTube and we'd throw words and shit at them and they would look up videos that were posted within the last hour or live streams. And the shit that you can find doing that is insane. Don't recommend it. Found like live stream of an old man like dick and balls out taking a dump and like giggling like uh videos of people like shooting up meth and stuff like That's the content's insane and I, we were going on youtube like some of it like probably shouldn't have been searching it but like some of that we we're just typing like look up poop <laughs> and then literally it's just like a fully nude adult man pooping like how many children do you think are also just googling poop on youtube yeah like i admit that me and my friends can be kind of dumb immature assholes but it's uh maybe not the best best way to run a website maybe Um, maybe not just 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 minor critiques back to slightly happier things though yeah trent reznor video i was just thinking like you you mentioned earlier you know well yeah i haven't seen it in a long time and i was starting to think like that actually makes a lot of sense because i remember seeing apex twins videos like when they were coming out well not coming out but like 90s early 2000s and being like what the fuck is this there were rumors that some of those were like spooky ghosts yeah like like, snuff uh or whatever yep the specific rubber johnny is the specifically Mm -hmm. the one i was thinking of yeah yeah the first time i saw that i was like this is insane what then years later i was like oh wait let's just let's just get some good music and a fucking weird ass cool video so originally this was supposed to be a bigger segment of these episodes but surprisingly, at least in original World of Darkness, not counting Chronicles, I specifically skipped that because I could not find any um, canon moments of snuff being a plot line outside of the original Bloodlines game. The, the the one piece of World of Darkness media that has the most outreach into normie culture has the snuff plot. Yes, it does. Um, I love that. That's what originally inspired this episode. It was always one of my favorite quests. Um, I do avoid big spoilers for the end of it, but just go play that game if you haven't yet. Holy fuck. This is like towards the beginning. First, Dude, third. It's I like, think. it's early in the game. Also, the game is old as fuck. Go get the, the good old games download because it has the patch in it. Or if you don't have that kind of time, there's so many entertaining people that do fun walkthroughs yeah. that you can just stream. Like, it's yeah. good time. Um, but in... Um, bloodlines there's a company known as death mask productions it's a company from bloodlines they're set up in the back rooms and upper floors of the ground zero internet cafe in hollywood um takes place in the 90s and they're mostly known for shooting low budget pornos and underground uh, snuff content for those in the know you have to know a code phrase and answer like a um uh, I keep haven't used one in so long. I can't even remember what they're called. A uh, telephone box. Uh, mm. Payphone. Payphone. You have to answer a payphone at midnight at the right spot and say a code phrase to f- to find the address to go buy a tape. Um, mm. and there's a whole quest line that involves porno shops and stuff. It's very World of Darkness, 90s vampire. But um, what happened to them is they got their hands on a particularly raw video that seemed to show monstrous creatures eating a woman. They then decided to distribute it locally like one of their films. Oh, my God. I'm not surprised. Like, considering how much uh, cannibalism has come up in the Not Safe for Life internet clippage, absolutely not surprised. Yeah. Um, Not long after, their operation is completely torn off. 
torn apart. And uh, the story continues where you find out where that video really comes from. I won't spoiler that part of the game because that is kind of a bigger spoiler for the game's plotline where this ends up going. But that little that's a really fun plotline. If you want to put it in your game, though, I think it could be interesting if your players see a video and all of a sudden the Death Mask Productions logo is starting to show up online again. Oh, no. That would be cool. Is this because of Death Mask Productions? Would it be run by Hakata? Could. Could be. I'm just like, God damn it. I'm just like, guys, that's too on the fucking nose. You can't just be doing that. Because I couldn't find enough in-lore official stuff to give you guys with, I went and I wrote a bunch of prompts that you guys can use for your World of Darkness game. Um, I actually went and wrote one for every single game line we have so far, including Werewolf. Um, So if you're interested in running, you could probably use any of these for any of these game lines, but I specifically tried to tailor one for each just for the fun of it. Um, So I'll I'll go ahead and read you my setups and then uh, get some feedback from you guys. I thought that could be a fun way to end the episode. Hell yeah. Let's go. All right. So vampire. A video starts to spread online on social media of a woman in a smart, modern office wear being beaten painted upon and defiled in ways that would kill most before a ticker before a timer ticks to zero and she takes her bloody revenge by the mouthful an emergency meeting is called at elysium as rumors fly fast and loose was it a toreador stunt gone too far the recklessness of an uninvited kindred a sabbat initiation a second inquisition honeypot a malpicavian prank A Hakata necromancy taboo-breaking ritual? No one knows, but everyone's got an idea. Mm -hmm. I like it. I think that Elysium scene alone could be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. Also, just trying to, like, maintain the masquerade in the era of the internet is a fucking nightmare. So, you know, this will be fun. We might be talking about that soon. Hint, hint. Ha ha. Oh, boy. An idea we've been rolling around. But I think solving this problem could be a good way to earn a coterie stature in a city. Or they might be assigned it. So if your players aren't the most uh, hop to it, oh, we've got to solve this. Someone else could just make them. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a good way to be like, oh, you need me to do this? Figure this out. Yep. A member of the party could be the woman in the footage with no memory of the events that unfolded. Oh, no! Like oh, that. fuck! Oh, that's the word dominates a bitch. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, one of the players with a knack for getting footage and knowing their way around the internet might be implicated in making the viral clip, whether they're involved or not. Oh, no. This is this is a good way to bring up old Shrek neck problems with the Nosferatu. If you got the one guy who's like, I'm still into tech, and I just, you know, try to do my little part to help out in the community. And people are just like, listen here, computer boy. We keep telling <laughs> you, you it's bad. <laughs> and he's just like, I, what? Aren't you, aren't you that lady that makes the art films? Ooh. Um, <laughs> Spicy. Yeah, so, that, so that's, that's my vampire setup, I think. It'd be great for new players. That's a really juicy Elysium scene to throw them into. Just like anyone they talk to is going to want to talk about it and have a theory and hear their theory. Oh, God, yeah. And... Oh, God, what if people in like the Elysium were just like sharing it amongst each other like as you walk in before the meeting actually starts? I'm just like, oh, no. Maybe they get glimpses of it, but no one's like really... Everyone's being coy about it until they realize that's what the meeting's about. Right. I'm just, oh, that's so catty. That's so mean girl in a high school movie. <laughs> I hate that. Oh, it's so good. Um, so my next one is for werewolf Mm -hmm. footage of a shocking industrial accident spreads online. Multiple agencies are called in to investigate and it makes the news cycle for a whole week. 
Uh, then that's when the last surviving member of the pack shows up at your door and explains the incident was no accident, but a message. Pentax! Go! <laughs> ah! Shakes fist at Pentax. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I admit I have not played a lot of Werewolf, but most of what I know and have enjoyed about Werewolf is just uh, industrial activism. So uh, I've, any kind of setup for that, I think, is anything. Great. Anything that lets us fight against the Raytheon knife missiles, Yay. Yeah, I'm down for. Yeah, And then uh, my last one is for Hunter, though this one I feel like could definitely be used by any of them. A violent murder in a public park is caught on film. The person filming can barely react. When the video is posted online, many berate them for not intervening or calling for help. But word on the street is the body is in much worse shape than the video implies. And the amateur videographer claims he saw something much different that night. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. That one's really good. Yeah, I like that oh. a lot. <laughs> oh, no. This this could also just lead to fucking Second Inquisition people. Like, not even, like, the, the people that are actually involved in, like, government orgs, but, like, local groups and cells that are just like, I'm here to investigate. And just like, oh, no. Yeah, those people would be going around. This happens in your city. And that's the thing I think I haven't seen happen enough vampire games is there's all these other supernaturals who can definitely piss off the second inquisition the problem is the second inquisition is mostly just good at hunting vampires even when the werewolves are fucking around they know how to catch the hunters <laughs> or they know how to catch the vampires <laughs> it's clearly you guys and they're just like we don't give a fuck about the environment it's like you really should my guy yeah. i guess you just like the taste of microplastics that was clearly a ghost just I, ghost you're dead it's dead whatever my brain is running with that last that hunter storyline. I like the idea of the uh, video being like blurry or grainy or not easily like you can like, see someone's getting murdered, but you can't really see what's going like like the lighting is bad or the reception in the park was bad. So he's only able to record in like 480 as opposed yeah, to 1080. Yeah, or it's a La Sombra. Ooh, saying. I like that. Idea. I do like that. <laughs> Could be that. I also imagined in my head that like. It was uh, maybe a possession type scenario mm. where on film it's just some possessed guy stabbing someone, but in real life they have a ghostly aura or mm. a supernatural strength, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, hell, it could even be a, depending on how Changeling pans out, it could be you're seeing, what they, what's the term? Red I believe cap? it's seeming. Oh, yeah. Or you see their, their actual mm -hmm. um, Changeling spirit. Yeah. is showing or oh no and it's just a person just obliterating someone i just oh yeah. i got i got camera. i got the i got the worst one it was two people talking they were friends like just in the background of the video and then one of the friends is a mage and then paradox kicks in oh shit yeah yeah and i'm just like oh no so the guy that's doing the murder isn't actually like doing anything it's just reality is trying to warp and correct itself and unfortunately his friend is just caught in the cogs of that and just gets fucking made into spaghetti and I'm like, yeah. oh, no. Oh, that'd be so sad. There you yeah, go, guys. Plot. <laughs> yeah. So are we going to have this as a, as a write-up, you think? Um, I, I could go ahead and put these as um, some startups for uh, the itch. Yeah. Snuff, a plot hook. Maybe we'll do some, an update after a couple more game lines. I can throw some more in there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm maybe running out of juice. I don't know how mummies would deal with snuff, but. I, I don't know. I, don't know I, I haven't even. About the mummy is really pissed because somebody shot a snuff film in their tomb. Oh, no. <laughs> or, no, some rich 
assholes were doing an eyes wide shut party and therefore filmed it and had a snuff element. But part of their ritual bullshit was one of them bought an antique. There you go. That belonged to the mummy, and now they're just like hella upsetting. Give me back. God, yeah, I wish I, I knew it. anything about mummy. Same. You re- know the most about mummy out of the three it's of us. It's true, and it's also incomplete. the The game line was never finished. It's unplayable as written, according to the authors, because they weren't allowed to finish publishing it. Um, Ugh, rough. Although Chronicles Mummy is kind of cool, but it's an entirely another beast. Um. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully, um, all of our. I think we've gotten our. Speaking of things being snuff related, hopefully our lives have caught up enough now that we can officially get everything caught up on the itch by the time this comes out. Yeah, that gives us IRL like three, two or three weeks to get everything put together. So okay, cool. Which thank you for everyone for being patient and understanding of our bullshit. Life mm. is stupid. Yes, and. Uh, I would like to have more fun hobbies. Yes. 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 Hooray. So, uh, Hunter, I think you did a good job. Yeah, Thank you. Good job, buddy. Final uh, thought real fast. Yes. I wanted to say it earlier, but then I forgot about mm. it, and I think that it still ties in pretty well. Um, I like that we did our internet section, uh, lots of real stuff, and then followed immediately by movies that are about it but aren't, like, real. Good job. Um, one thing that I think you kind of mentioned that I think is really important for if you decide to, I, I get, I think all of us recommend that you don't, but if you decide to put yourself through seeing these things, um, it's going to be worse for you, but I think it's very important to remember that those are not like movie characters when you watch like eight millimeter or if you watch like seven and whatnot, you can watch those grizzly murders and be like. That's Gary it's, Busey. That, that's right, a ru- or yeah. like that's a rubber puppet with some cool like corn syrup. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, some of the like gore effects in some of these movies nowadays are very good, very, very, very good. And so it's very easy to. I've seen lots of fucked up movies. I can watch a fucked up real life thing, and then you remember it's real people and it's real and it's a lot worse. But I think it's important that you do that. Yeah. Just please, uh, much like the plot mechanic within Vampire, please do not lose your humanity and remember that uh, humans are meat, but they're also people. Yeah. And please, they're meat they... with feelings. Yeah. Like you, you are also meat with feelings. <laughs> and one day we will all die randomly. Yeah. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. But in between, we should, you know, have friends and have a burger. And, you know, uh, if you're up for canoodling with somebody consensually, do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Read a book. And if you're listening to this, you probably like telling scary stories with your friends. Yeah. yeah. And like, just do it responsibly. Um, I know we did a lot of real life inspiration or close to real life here. You know, consent sheets are important. Just make sure you keep it within the bounds of what your players are comfortable with. And the storyteller. Because <laughs> sometimes yes. I think people forget because they're like, oh, it's the storyteller. I can do what the fuck ever because they're in charge of things. And it's like, I am also a person with feelings made of meat. Maybe keep that in consideration. Yes. Yeah, they should. The storyteller should have an X card, too, for that one player who gets a little too excited about a scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. It <laughs> doesn't even matter matter what the scene's about we can just leave it at that um but yeah have some fun go watch some spooky movies go tell some spooky stories with your friends hopefully i've interested or inspired you with these last two episodes to have some fun with it yeah and hopefully if you're gonna cover mature uh themes and content i encourage that but you know uh do it with proper context and understanding and uh, encourage empathy amongst your friends do gruesome things and whatnot in your friend group with love yeah um, and it, especially, um, I'd also like to ask, uh, this is kind of a different, uh, type of episode for us. If you've enjoyed it at all, um, let us know on Instagram or 
Twitter or Discord. Just if this is the kind of episode you'd like to see more of, more less direct lore, more inspiration and like genre discussion, that sort of thing. It's something that we've toyed with the idea of doing more. I have a lot of ideas, but uh, Mm -hmm. even if it's not an all the time thing, it was as much as I complained, I did have a lot of fun putting these episodes together. (laughs) There were there were some peaks to with my valleys and so i enjoyed doing this and i would like to do this occasionally at least a couple times a year maybe yeah i i enjoy discussing the media that is canon canon mm-hmm. within the world of darkness but also i don't want us to be a show where we're just regurgitating the works that have already been done that you as uh, as listeners have also access to because i would like storytelling to be a collaborative effort and sometimes you need to reach out of your usual boxes to get creative ideas i say doing crab pinchy hands that the audience cannot see because this is an audio medium i just assume you have a whole bunch of those like nine square things and each of the squares has a bin in it and you're just pulling out as many bins as you can to work on your one project in front of you that's Yay. that is literally how my studio is set up so I yes know. you're <laughs> you're absolutely correct that's why it was easy to Lots visualize of, complete just perfect squares just full of craft supplies <laughs> and yeah uh hopefully hopefully this was something that will be useful and we would like input to see where what other topics that we could cover that would help with you and your game writing stuff yeah we love episode ideas um we already have like a two-page list of ideas but we'll take more um Mm -hmm. always um also thanks for listening thanks for getting to us to this point uh we appreciate all your guys' support i know we've been through some shit in our personal lives lately but it means a lot that you guys have stuck with us and still listening and supporting us so thank you y'all are darlings you're darlings we are having a hot goth uh recalibration summer i guess yeah uh, get back on our shit uh, i'm really upset about it getting hot though i know you're a lizard person though I have a very specific temperature range. I'm one of those reptiles, I see. I'm confused. I'm wearing athletic shorts and a sweater. Um, (laughs) And they're like short shorts. (laughs) Okay, but you are also also a dude living in Indiana, and that is not that uncommon. Like It will be like four inches of snow on the ground, and I'll see dudes in flip-flops, shorts, and like a hoodie. Okay, two things. One, your sweatshirt is Hunter S. Thompson, and two, what is the inseam on your shorts? I don't know. Because if they're not at least six inches, like it's not slutty enough. I mean, if I move my leg wrong, you'll at least see a little ball. There you go. That's that's a good level of slut. I appreciate that on yeah. you. Um, uh, <laughs> I guess on our outro notes, thanks, Paralyzed, for the music. Yeah, rad-ass theme song. Uh, if you do want to give us input on uh, the episodes and uh, ideas and jeers or hoorays, we exist on Twitter as Twitter is slowly crumbling, at blank underscore bodies. We are on Instagram and TikTok. We're on Instagram and Tumblr at Blank Bodies Pod. We are on TikTok at Blank Bodies Podcast. I have been neglecting that because of my life being on fire, and I'm so sorry. We are trying to get back into things. I would help, but I'm old and don't (laughs) understand TikTok, so I have given up. Hot goth recalibration summer. Yes. Um, I think it's kind of fun to compare us hanging out on uh, Twitter mm -hmm. to like if one of the audience members actually got to sit in the living room of the House of Usher. Yeah, like while it was happening, like while it was crumbling. We We talked about this. this. The Malkavian sitting on the hill when the first city crumbled. (laughs) Yes, just fucking bag of popcorn. He doesn't know where he got it from because corn is in the new world. Uh, <laughs> we, if you appreciate us and want to give us a couple of dollar dues, which has helped us greatly in our awkward transition into hot goth recalibration summer, Woo! uh, 
we have various tiers that give you Discord titles, access to Discord or Patreon exclusive sections of the Discord that help us uh, actually choose how our episodes come out and how we format them. So if you want to have a say in the show, yeah, that is a good way to do that. I also do character sketches and we're, we are working, and by we I mean me, I am working on getting the show notes all set up to be on the itch for people to download for resources. I'm sorry it has taken so long. Uh, basically, I had several deaths in my family uh, at around the same time, and that fucked with my brain, and then uh, college. So, sorry, everyone. But thank you for being understanding. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we also have moved. They used to be on Twitter, but they don't allow us without paying that, and we're not paying for Twitter. Because so fuck Elon Musk. We're not giving him $8. So all of our polls are now over on uh, Patreon. We thought I've thought about... Maybe making some of them public, but on there, we'll talk about it. But right now, all of our polls are for our patrons only now. Um, so not only do you have a special channel in our Discord where you can talk to us directly, and sometimes I ask questions when I get stuck on an episode, but uh, you can v- directly vote on polls, and that's how we end up with episodes like this. So yes. thank you. We um, have some fun projects coming up, and we're also hoping to pick back up on our interview series. So if you want to talk to Hunter and potentially the the j skip and myself uh if you hit us up on blank bodies at gmail we are happy to talk to you about your gaming related goth related music project art project game stuff uh larping cosplay uh we still have not found the real vampires we're working on it if if you want to turn me into a vampire give me a call we can have some talks i have some leads uh we'll talk after uh the episode they're a little um upsetting well for vampires yeah it turns they spell them it with a y and they don't drink blood it turns out they um anyway um no oh. no not that one. Oh. <laughs> okay no temple is set people no i don't think so <laughs> all right well no i guess we'll just end our episode there then with uh thanks for listening and uh goodbye goodbye Mwah. Mwah. i gave that one a bit of sensuality mm-hmm. <laughs> you did good job <laughs>